In October, Microsoft Teams reached 115 million daily active users. Everyone from schools, businesses, and state and local governments have been jumping onto the chat and collaboration tool bandwagon. I'm your host, Penny Conway, and on today's all-new episode of Connection to Experience, we're talking about our top three tips and tricks about Microsoft Teams that you may not know and how to start being more productive with them today. Jenny and Rob, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Penny. Hey, Penny. So excited to have you guys here. We have, uh, when I'm going to let them introduce themselves, but we have our Microsoft product management team here, as well as representation from our marketing team. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over for introductions. Katie, why don't we start with you? who you are, what your experience is, and we'll get into what you're bringing to the podcast in a minute after that. So take it away, Katie. Sure. So I'm the senior product manager of Microsoft here at Connection, and really I help uh, manage and execute the overall marketing and enablement strategy for Microsoft Solutions. So when we first rolled out Teams to Connection, I was an early adopter and love everything about it. That's a perfect intro. And Jenny, how about you? So, hey, Penny. So um, my name is Jenny Coates, and I am the partner development specialist with Connection. I've actually been with the company now eight years, and I've got experience from way back being an account manager. And recently, I transitioned into being the uh, partner development specialist from being a Microsoft concierge. So when Microsoft has new um, events, products, promotions. I turn around and I deliver those things to the sales teams. Awesome. And we didn't want you to think that we were 100% biased by having an entire Microsoft team here. So we also have Rob McIntosh. Rob, why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself for the 800th time? That must be your Amazon, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) That was not my speaking voice, just in case the audience was thinking differently. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Rob McIntosh, I am the marketing manager for the Business Solution Group. And I have to tell you, we did a podcast early on that talked a little bit about Teams and all the unbelievable things that it did. We were not connected on the marketing side. And after that podcast, I said, we got to roll this out. Let's go. Uh, I want to see all these cool things that Teams does. And haven't looked back since. I've, <laughs> I've, I almost live in Teams now. I just love it. It's awesome. Oh, and we didn't pay him to say that either no, uh, at all. I, you know, I'll echo what Rob said because prior to going uh, fully remote, I was a heavy Slack user, and mostly for how awesome their their gifts were, um, and the gift roulette and all of that wonderful stuff. Of course, chat was great. I agree, Rob. Once I started to really understand what Teams was, I, I was a little hesitant to shift. But once I made the shift, 
into teams. I really haven't looked back. I actually opened up Slack the other day and had like eight missed messages from people. And I was like, oh, you this, did that once. I slacked you anymore. and you said, I don't, I don't use Slack anymore. It's all teams. Nope. Okay. nope I don't either. Um, all right. So for today's episode, we really are going to talk about what our top three in teams is. And I think there might be a little overlap between some of our top three favorites. So let's do a little bit of a round robin here. Let's go ahead. And Katie, why don't you share with me what you would say is your, your top one tip or trick or way you use teams today that you just can't wait to tell everybody about? So I am not new to remote work. Uh, I've been doing this for 16 years. So when everybody across America was pivoting to remote work, that was not a new thing for me. Rolling out teams was a new thing. And I got really excited at how I felt like I was in an office again, kind of. It gave me that inner office experience where we were all using it. And in our team, we have the shared collaboration of being able to add apps and, uh, you know, SharePoint, Excel that we're all working in together. That was really exciting for me. That was something that I didn't have before. And it's all in one place. So, um, you know, we can just plop in different apps that we use as a team and I'll go in and start working on it together. So, you know, Visio project, Excel, Word document, OneNote. I know we, we keep a lot of OneNote to-do lists um, yeah. together. So I really love how it's all in one spot. And I love how I can bounce around to other teams, just like I'm walking up and down the rows at the office and, you know, say, hey, I need this, I need that. And, and as more and more teams adopt it, it really becomes like an office experience where we're all together, even though we're still virtual. So Visio and Project, you know, some of some of the apps you, you want to plop in, but you need a license for. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Microsoft has made it kind of um, easier for IT departments. You know, it really depends on your organization, what your organization's structure and needs are, but they have enabled a way for IT departments to just turn on a self-serve subscription capability for users to say, oh, I need project, go into O365 and add it. I, I love what you're saying. That's a great uh, sort of viewpoint that you have is this whole like remote work became so new to all of us, like how we live and breathe. And you're like, oh, no, like literally I've been doing this forever. And all of you have made it very difficult for me to collaborate with you <laughs> over the last 16 years for not adopting some of these platforms. Let's kind of maybe dig into that a little bit because both Rob and I said once the, the pandemic hit and we started to use Teams, all of a sudden we were like, oh my gosh, like you're right. This is not necessarily replacing being in person, but it is making the engagement between all of us so much better. Um, sometimes better than when we were in the office because you have a paper trail just innately <laughs> from your chat. So Rob, what would you say since you became a user of Teams, what would you say is like the number one reason that kept you there um, that made you not really, I'm, this isn't a, a Microsoft versus Slack conversation, but what kept you in Teams? So we, we started doing a lot of collaboration within marketing. So we set up our channels and within those channels, being able to subdivide it into sub channels and have people organize their, their works and what projects they're working on within there. 
And then having all those sub things again filtering through so that you can have uh, a lot of your documents and stuff organized there. What I found by using Teams more and incorporating with our marketing team the, the number of emails that were cut down. Now, I still get hundreds of emails, which, you know, is hard. Um, but I, I, I do see a way where we can start, you know, really kind of focusing more and keep it topical. So if I have something that is important to me within a particular project, I can open up Teams. I can go to that project and see everything within that conversation that's relevant to that project, as opposed to trying to go into Outlook and trying to filter things through that way. There is an integration, too, with Outlook so that you can also, within Teams, get that type of collaboration and filter it through. So I just love that collaboration and the organization that we're able to do within Teams, and that's what kind of keeps me there. Not to mention the amount of time that I've, I've cut down on some of the other activities like Slack and the other ways that people chat with us. Getting it all into one spot and people are liking it, it's just streamlining all of my workflow. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I, if I, I've said it a few times that if I don't ever have to be in my email, I really don't want to be anymore. And I never, uh, someone said to me a couple of months ago, they were like super frustrated and like anxious about work. And it was like, I'm, I'm working out of my email. Like I can't get out of my email. I'm just there trying to like go through all the tasks that people are sending me constantly. You're afraid you're missing um, something. What? Because <laughs> you're afraid you're missing something if you don't oh, do that. Oh, totally. Especially when you have like conversation strings of 35 different, you know, emails that have added or dropped people or have sent attachments or have completely changed the topic in the middle of <laughs> the email string. Um, that's always my favorite. So it, it's just, it, like you said, it's streamlined. It's put everything in one place and allowed you to to work you know, collaboratively across different people, projects, um, people, places, and things, all that good stuff. So Jenny, what would you add to what Katie and Rob are saying in terms of where are you finding the most value at it? You clearly have been with Microsoft and talking about Microsoft and supporting Microsoft. Um, what's the difference maker for you that you would really share with someone first and foremost? Well, Katie, Katie actually touched on this a little bit, and it's the, the one feature that I've been using more is the at feature. If I need to talk to Rob, basically I can look for him first off, but I can also put an ampersand before his name, and then it will get highlighted. I can send that off to him, and if he doesn't see it right away, it will come up on his feed on his team's dashboard. So he knows that, oh, wait, somebody just mentioned my name. And I think that feature is just so cool because we all get bogged down into our day-to-day -day things that tasks and whatnot that need to be done. And then it's it doesn't even have to be a ding or anything. It's like, oh, wait, there's something different on my dashboard. Let me see what it is. Oh, I'll open that up and and I'll have that with other groups and other channels and I'm in. People could have mentioned me or they could have mentioned one of the other channels I'm on. And then I can see, oh, the, what are they talking about? And I can really pick it out. And I just find that a lot easier than having to go through, like you were saying, an email. What are people asking of me? What are they saying? Right. 
Yeah. I, I just an added note on that too, that I thought since we're talking about communication is when people are chatting with you, uh, you know, like Slack and stuff is great. And you, you know, you'll, you'll see the red highlight next to it, which is, which is a great way to do it. I, I like how Microsoft does it where everything kind of bubbles to the top. So, uh, you know, when yeah. there's the, the, the latest, greatest that somebody had chatted you, you can see it's, you know, it's, it's bolded and you need to go through that and you can easily click on. And then it takes you to where the rest of that conversation was as well, which is, which is great. The app function, that is actually the, one of the biggest for me and the amount of conversations going on at any given time, which is super overwhelming sometimes, maybe even more overwhelming than email because it's a constant like notification, notification. And that, when I see that at sign in my team signal on my, um, my sidebar, those I can prioritize. So someone's directly asking me a question, not having like water cooler conversation that I'm trying to keep up with. So that's a super good tip. Uh, I want to share one of mine because this is, I was talking to one of our business administrators and I didn't know that in teams you could do something. And this is more from an IT perspective, but you could be, and I might botch this, but open federation on the platform, which actually opens you to be found by people outside of your organization. So we are openly federated, which means, and I don't, (laughs) all of you listening right now, you might be able to contact me on teams, but just by having my email address, uh, someone can engage with me on teams. I think that that is really, really cool because you now are sort of breaking down those walls of people being able to access you and have conversations outside of your organization. And from us, that could be a partner perspective. That could be a customer perspective. And that's really exciting for me because email sometimes, you know, feels like you're just sending things and they're getting lost and people aren't responding to you. So if you're trying to get a hold of someone and they are openly federated, try to contact them on Teams and all you need is their email address. And I think that's just a really neat, um, it's in my email signature. And so I, I encourage people to chat with me, whether they're inside or outside their organization, because we might have, you know, build a better relationship or get answers quicker. Um, and that's really exciting to me. So if you're an IT administrator, check with your people because that might definitely be a tip that they want to uh, take away with. We've gone through four. I'm going to go through a couple of others because I know you guys are chomping at the bit to share. Katie, what would you say is like your number two? So my number two is brand new and people may not know about it yet, but Microsoft just added a whiteboard feature um, into Ooh. team meetings, which we tried it out. It's really awesome. Very easy to use. You just share con hit the share content button. And one of your options is a whiteboard and you can just add it right into your meeting for people like, uh, say our solution architect group, they get on the calls with customers and they, you know, we can't be in person anymore. So they can't go into, you know, the customer's meeting room and start drawing all over their whiteboard and crafting a solution. So I've been on calls with some of our solution architects where they're struggling, um, maybe using a Word document or something and typing it out and, you know, trying to add an arrow. Yeah, <laughs> boring. I want to make a snore sound effect. Right? <laughs> one of those. Right. They, you know, people in that kind of a role can add it right into the meeting and just start crafting a solution right there. Um, and, And other people who are in the meeting also have the ability to contribute to that whiteboard. So it's not just in the control of one person, which makes it very collaborative. And if you're not 
perhaps an architect, maybe if you're um, a program manager, like say myself, um, who wants to have a little bit of fun, <laughs> we have added it into some of our team meetings and just, you know, it's been a really heavy year. 2020 has been a heavy, heavy year. And, you know, I just believe that humor is so healing and therapeutic. And so we kind of add the whiteboard in and everyone's, you know, drawing snowmen and whatever on it and having a great time and laughing. And it's so nice to hear people laughing again. So yeah. I love that feature. Um, we may even use it for Pictionary in a party that we're about to have. I don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's one of my favorites. Speaking of parties and Jenny, I'm going to put you on the spot because I think you literally asked me not to ask you this question, <laughs> but I'm going to anyway of because uh, the file sharing, the chatting, the collaboration, that's all great. But oh, it's an awesome function is just the meeting platform itself. I want you to talk to me a little bit about one of the newest features at a very high level, which is breakout rooms. Yeah. And so tell me what what on earth that even means. And because um, I think it's going to be a new favorite feature for a lot in this ongoing remote world. So the the breakout room feature is something where you can you can click on there's a small icon at the top of the of the bar that you can click on and it will actually set up, let's say a meeting within a meeting. So participants of that main meeting can go into a breakout room, a smaller room, and they could, so let's say it's a party. So maybe everybody that wants to talk about, you know, the disappointment in the Patriots <laughs> go in there, right? Um, I know that th my sisters are teachers and they've had instances where they use breakout rooms for their students, especially their reading programs, to be able to go into a breakout room. They can monitor who's in the room and then those people, those kids in there, I'm just using kids because my sisters are teachers, but the teacher can monitor who's in the room. And if there's any issues going on, they're able to help out. So the kids are still there or, you know, let's say it's a, a, a brainstorming group at work. They can be in there and then they can go shift back and go into the main main group again, which I yeah. just think is great. And also for somebody who's like, you know, wants to be like super powerful. Like I like to think of the breakout room, like the timeout chair, like <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever use it for that, but you know, so is, um, is the breakout room, the new, uh, put yourself on mute, <laughs> like we to move you to another room. <laughs> room. I'll have to ask you to go into the breakout room. Yeah. <laughs> So Rob, that must be, and we're really tight on time. So this is probably when we're going to wrap after this, but Rob, from a marketing and event standpoint, breakout rooms, like breakout sessions is something we're very familiar with. This probably opens up a whole new set of opportunities to be able to, to do something from a marketing and events perspective, right? Oh, absolutely. So we do, you know, a lot of solution trainings and we actually played a little bit with some of these speed trainings where we needed these breakout rooms. So we'll have multiple partners that'll come into a training and it, to have that luxury of be able to, being able to put them into a room with their own, you know, whiteboard and everything set up there and then have our, um, our account managers coming in and move from room to room or go into their individual rooms. That's, that's, that's a great, a great way to collaborate and a new way to really engage people. 
Right. Instead of, oh, please dial into this number. Please go click on this link, right. please. And then you find everyone. So I use, uh, I host a, um, a webcast and so many times like the, in the address would change and you'd have like half the people in one room and the other half of the people in the other room. And I'm sure breakout rooms would, would solve for that. So we, this is not a conversation that ends today. I think this is going to, as we see more um, daily active users and we see more features rolled out, which there's a million of course that we can't get to in 20 minutes. Katie, you talked about O365 app integration and being able to collaborate across those different applications. We talked about breakout rooms. We talked about open federation. Um, we talked about being able to tag people to help prioritize conversations and tasks. And I think one of our favorites is the ability to shift a lot of the workload, the conversation and collaboration around specific projects out of email and into a more functional project management sort of space, which is really exciting. So we covered way more than three, and I hope you are going to be able to walk away with some some tips and tricks that you can bring to your own work life, um, whether you're in a school like Jenny, Jenny said, a great use case for teams, or you're in an enterprise organization, or you're just a private user that is using it to chat with people like customers and people outside of your organization. So um, I thank you all for joining me today and sharing some of your tips and tricks in the platform. And I hope you guys uh, plan on coming back and joining us soon to give us more updates. Definitely. Thank, Thank you, Penny. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. And, and my, my dog would like to offer a sincere <laughs> apology. <so this> is <laughs> no apologies needed. <laughs> oh, Katie, we've had way worse than that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> this was our, ready? This was our rough cut. Oh, um, that was a good one. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on whatever platform you are listening to us on today, please be sure to like, share, and follow so you can get new episodes as they're released. If you'd like to share with us some of your favorite tips and tricks and teams are, leave us a comment or you can email us at podcast at connection.com. You can find our Microsoft team at www.connection.com. Or if you know their email addresses, you can find them on Teams as well. Thank you again, Katie, Jenny, and Rob for joining. We will see you back here all again soon.